0: suda de ha més, sonda, més, 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 més,
1: he could never go back to life at Biati. He has
0: marked the Guaje, he Barça. Atterra, tapata, he couldn't hit him. Alexis,
1: Alexis towards Jordi Alba! Sant Jordi! Sant Jordi Glorios! Sant Jordi Glorios! Sant Jordi Glorios! La remuntada is already
0: done! Welcome everyone. You all know me from the Twitter handle Pedrismo. And this is La croqueta And my first guest on the very new podcast is Sahil Dani, who you can follow on Twitter. He's a pretty decent Barca fan and he's one of the best football analysts uh, I know on
1: Twitter. Welcome, Sahil. Astrophic moment for basically every kill, including you and me, that Messi has left the club. Uh, my first reaction was like, uh, it will be fake, the news is fake, because the resources from which the news came, uh, they weren't really reliable, so I didn't really uh, focus much on it, but then when RAC1 and other journalists started to came out with the same news, I was very much worried, and uh, then I actually went out for some time to, you know, clear my headspace, and then just halfway, out, uh, I opened my phone and checked that Messi has actually left. Barcelona, uh Barcelona has done a communicado official, and uh yeah <laughs> Messi left, and I was like, Okay, this is devastating. Yeah, when I mean, it
0: happened all of a sudden. Basically, I think at 7 p.m. Uh I opened Twitter and few people were reporting that Messi is going to leave, him. and I was like, This is same old bullshit. Uh but again. Uh, after an hour or so, uh, I opened a Twitter account again and then there was this uh, official announcement from Barcelona account and I was just shocked and surprised. Just a day before, I, I didn't have any clue that this is going to happen and it, it abso- absolutely shocked me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I was like, how can this happen? man? How, how can this happen? And I was, I, 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 to be honest, I was really pissed, uh, pissed with uh, Laporta. I was like, why did he, why did he do so? But, uh, what are your opinions on Laporta on this matter? And all the CVC, I don't know much about CVC at the moment, so I will not comment on it. But what are your thoughts on CVC and Laporta?
1: Actually, CVC, again, uh, like you, I also don't have a lot of clue about it because I have not really read the technicalities as such. But from what I have read now, um, you may not want to uh, like take my words on it. But I think the uh, CVC deal is basically all the clubs getting an influx of money for short term. And then for long term, CVC will uh, take our uh, money from the uh, TV revenues. So basically what the clubs like uh, Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona and even uh, Athletic Club are arguing that it's a... Uh, Uh, long-term disaster since they are getting the money right now but in the long term for actually half a century uh they have to give 50 percent of the tv right share to cvc so basically that's a loss to the clubs for the long run which is in which i thought was correct uh with regarding laparta uh like uh like this whole situation, when I uh, read his thread, the re- the uh, thread which was shortly after Messi was announced to leave, uh, I thought he was correct. Again, I'll come to the ESL point, which is also very important over here. I think economically he was correct that uh, uh, even if they had signed Messi after you know massive wage cuts from the uh, current players, they wouldn't have able to retain the finances in- for the long term either the club would have gone bankrupt mm-hmm. or private ownership. Uh, so, yeah, that was suicidal.
0: That is true, yeah.
1: So, I thought yeah. Lapwata was correct in this, but then we have to also see the ESL angle, which I think may yeah. have played a part over here, which I think, again, and don't want to speculate anything right now, because, you know, there will be a lot of ups and turns, for sure, like, uh, when the ESL thing came out, the... Uh, The scenario which it created among the football fans all around the world. So I am expecting another one because I don't think Florentino Perez, Agnelli and Laporta want to sit quiet. They want to actually make this ESL thing uh, true. So yeah, let's hope what comes now. But uh, from the economical sense, he was correct that winning Messi was not really ideal.
0: Yeah, that's true. But again, I read some reports uh, that uh, Laporta initially agreed on CVC but he later rejected it because uh, the CEO of Barca told him to do so. So, I don't know about uh, the... I don't know if it is true or not but again, uh, there were reports. Maybe this is fake. So, who knows? Yeah, it can be. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you see uh, Barcelona after Messi? Uh, I mean... Our first game against Real Sociedad, it was a really good game. We really played well, especially in the first half. We were really, really good. <laughs> uh,
1: so, hello, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. yeah, the defense could have done better. I think the football was really well. Uh, I thought the press was really good. The players were uh, kind of synchronizing well enough, like not really that good, but yeah, the work was done. Uh, I think the, I think there was some kind of energy in the team which I didn't saw when we had Messi again. Uh, I know I will get a lot of hate for saying this, but I but somehow you have to connect the links that uh when we saw the game versus Sociedad, the players like Deepa agrees, man. Um, they were looking very much for forward for the game because. Uh, This was their chance to maintain their mainstay in the team which I think naturally as a player you will do because Messi, the greatest player of all time, has left the club. So now it's all in your hands to uh, score goals. So I thought there was some new kind of optimism between these players, these prominent players. Uh, Our performance, as you said, was very good. Uh, Also part of the thing is um, Sociedad weren't that good because... Uh, when we defeated them 5-1 yeah. uh, yeah. or 6-1 last season at Anota. 6-1, six I yard. think. Um, yeah. The game plan was same of Real yeah. uh, uh, yeah, Sociedad. And uh, last and right now, also, their plan was the same. So, I would say that uh, Sociedad not uh, making a good tactical plan also paved the way for us winning. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, I don't want to... Uh, <sighs> you know, get excited uh, from only this game because we have 37 more games. um, Copa del Rey games, uh, UCL games. Yeah.
0: And obviously the Champions hmm, League. Champions
1: League, of course. So, yeah, the signs are good with this game, but uh, we have to see how the team keeps the momentum.
0: Yeah that is true that is obviously true. Uh about about players I would say that uh, I I have been impressed with Depay. I was against his signing because uh I was like this is another Griezmann or Miss, uh Griezmann or Coutinho type of signing a player who can who likes to have the ball on his feet but he's actually very good off the ball also and and this is why he has been really good in the preseason also and in the first game also. I think he he's a very good signing.
1: Uh, actually uh i uh, echo echo the same thoughts as you on this one as well uh i also thought that DP may yeah. not be the one we were looking for uh, basically like you, the point you specifically said about the off the ball runs which we uh, desperately need at this point uh but i think the way he has yeah. stepped up in the preseason and this Sociedad game so um i i mean uh, i'm I'm not really shy to say that I was wrong. I mean, I'm openly saying that maybe I was wrong, you know. Though, again, I don't want to get ahead because uh, a lot of games are there. But uh, seeing his energy, positivity, and of course, his off the ball runs, uh, which we have seen against Sociedad, and also that goal, I think it was against Salzburg that uh, run he made, that control.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that control. And that was a brilliant yeah, goal, man. Definitely. That I think it was Salzburg or Stuttgart. No, it was Salzburg. I don't Salzburg. remember the game. Salzburg
1: because uh, my prediction was Salzburg would okay, okay. press us a lot. So, yeah, that's that's how I remember Salzburg.
0: And they did, obviously. Yeah. Did. yeah. Uh,
1: so, yeah, Depay, uh, from his, uh, I think in the locker room as well, he's he may be making a big impact because, you know, he's someone who has a lot of positivity within him. Uh, he's trying to keep a very... Uh, uh, high energy, uh, even if we, uh, I mean, uh, this is basically a bit off the topic, but uh, even if we see some of his uh, twit- tweets, you know, uh, his quotes are really good. <laughs> uh, I know this uh, doesn't much relate yeah. to the, uh, what he does on the game, but, you know, he's giving a good vibe. Someone, you know, we can trust for a long time. So, at least for now, I can say that, yeah, I may be wrong on uh, Depay and... Uh, he might actually be a very useful weapon for us in the future. And also, right?
0: Yeah, that is true. By the way, I am really excited about uh, Ansu Fati's return because he is that guy who was really, really good before he got injured. I think I, I, I can even say that he was better than Messi last season before he got injured. And I am really excited about his return. I hope he returns uh, as the same player that he was before the injury. But,
1: yeah... Uh, and so, for his age, uh, the technical qualities he has, uh, right from uh, you know being a proper yeah. finger to taking his shots and uh, scoring goals, I think he's a very good uh, talent. Uh, like, uh, like we haven't seen that kind of forward in a long time. Like we have some forwards coming from La Masia who are touted to be the uh, next Messi or whatever the world yeah. stars. Are, uh, but Ansu, you know, that direct gives you some kind of uh, positivity in the team that, uh, you know, you can rely yeah. on him uh, whenever we want to score. Uh, right from his speed as well. I mean, the decision-making of him at that age is extraordinary. So It's, uh, unbelievable. Uh, it's uh, unbelievable.
0: Absolutely, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the injury was... Uh, very uh, if
0: you compare Dembele and Ansu, man, if you compare Ansu and Dembele, you can see the clear difference uh the decision making at 18 years of age i think he was 17 when he got, when he got injured uh, it's just unbelievable it he's so much better than dembele i mean uh it, it is harsh to harsh for me to say this to dembele but yeah hansu fati is def, definitely better than dembele at the moment because of the injuries which happened to dembele is uh, not a player who played for uh, Tottenham under Tukil. Who you idolize?
1: <laughs> I know, but yeah. I mean, yeah. To, the thing is with Dembele. Um, uh, I mean, I, if I'm excluding him, uh, him under Tuchel, uh, what what we see at Barca is that he is at a stage where he is also where he wants wanted to mature with his game and at the same time wanted to fit in in the Barcelona way. You know, the slow possession builder, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. not really the case with uh, yeah. Tuchel kill at Dortmund because his football is basically a. I mean he kept the possession game uh, but uh, his game was really fast so Dembélé kind of thrived in that yeah. like, a lot of fr- uh, France uh, talents who love you know the space uh, pace etc so uh, yeah we can say that Ansu um, so is uh, talent wise and uh, in terms of his uh, uh, how would you I, I have this word called as a finished product. You know, basically like uh, a talent yeah. which has, which is kind of getting into his uh, prime or peak type of uh, abilities. So yeah, in that way, Anshu is better for us. He can help us a lot. Uh, unlike like Dembele.
0: Yeah, that's that is true. That is true. What uh, what about uh, Messi returning after two years? Do you see that happening or? Uh, it is not going to happen.
1: It depends upon how our finances are. Basically, everything is dependent on how our finances are managed uh, from this point till two years. You know, I mean, uh, for sure, Messi may n- may not want to miss the chance of coming back to Barcelona, the home office. But at the same point, he will be like uh, 35, 36 by the time and thirty-five. 35 I guess uh, thirty-five. So yeah. That,
0: or 36 or 35. I, yeah, thirty. he will turn 36 that year, I guess. I mean, yeah.
1: In Okay, yeah, 36, uh, yeah. So, basically, at that age, maybe, you know, you want to uh, settle down. So, there is a big chance that Messi might come to Barcelona to finish his career, you know. Because uh, he has stayed more yeah. in uh, Barcelona than in Argentina. So, a move to MLS may look tempting at this point. But it probably depends upon what he wants at that age. Maybe circumstances come that uh, I mean this is just uh, my uh, imagination Uh, maybe circumstances come that at PSG this whole uh, buying the superstars project absolutely fail and Messi is like you know I just want to come back to Barcelona regardless. so there's a big chance that that can happen so uh, there are many possibilities but uh, yeah I won't really rule out Messi coming back definitely not.
0: Yeah, I, I also think so that he can return. But again, it will affect our team uh, maybe in terms of tactical uh, sense. Uh, and since you are very good at uh, tactical analysis, uh, what you will say about Barcelona without Messi tactic-wise. I think we have already discussed yeah. about it uh, in our review of first game. But even uh, if you exclude that, how do you see Barcelona without Messi tactic-wise?
1: Oh, um and this is my point of view from the past year or two that uh, regardless of what messi provides us uh, there was always this tactical imbalance in our team you know uh, if uh, that, yeah that is you know, true yeah so, uh, when <coughs> messi was there you know Rakitic or some other midfielder had to cover his positions because he was uh, because his free role was kind of creating a bit of tactical imbalance for sure um, he provided us with uh, lots of goals and assists which are very true. And uh, I would say that it compensates with this tactical imbalance. But right now, uh, we are at a phase where we have got the chance to make everything tactically correct. You know, we have got a good amount of profiles in on our hand. Uh, with just, I would say, uh, if we get a, you know, I'm not real. I was a pro-coman uh, back in the days when he actually came back. I would say I was a pro-coman for uh, four or five months. I would defend him a lot, but then I saw that you know he's not yeah. really the manager who I would suggest to uh, get us going for the future. So if we get a, a world-class manager or a <clears throat> manager who uh, can dev- who can mold the players as uh, a- as the modern football requires. So, if we get some that kind of manager, then yes, practically we will be back to what I envision.
0: And who do you think uh, is a manager who can? who can come to Barcelona and uh, be successful tactic wise
1: Um, I mean um, there is always in the summer rumors that uh, he wants to come back but actually at this point I would just exclude him from this because you know we don't because I am not sure maybe he wants to come back or not but uh, I I yeah. wanted to say Tukal, of course being a tokel fan. <laughs> yeah, <but> I don't <laughs> think Chelsea might may want to leave. Uh, let him go this early. So, um, realistically, if you're asking me, I would, uh, definitely suggest Eric Ten Hag. I'm basically very impressed with what kind of with the kind of uh ideas mm-hmm. he brings to uh, you know break the low blocks. And in La Liga, we both know that uh, La Liga in recent years have like become yeah. a bit defensive. Teams usually. Very, very defensive, defensive very pragmatic. Basically, play five yeah. four one, five three two. Like that's the very, very, very common formation.
0: Yeah, or four four yeah. two. That's exactly. pragmatic yeah. four four two. So yeah.
1: Eric Ten uh, yeah. is someone who I think can actually help us go forward because not only he's good with the youngsters, which we have seen at ix how he handles them, but tactically as well, he's very astute. You know, um, he actually um, a lot of uh viewers may not know this but uh when Pep Guardiola was at Bayern uh Ten Hag was uh, basically managing or assistant manager of Bayern's uh, B team and Pep and Eric uh, you know had a lot of chats had a lot of sessions and chats regarding the football and i somewhere think that Eric Ten Hag actually has a uh, very good potential as a manager so i definitely think that eric tanag may be the guy and uh, in, in terms of uh, realistically thinking um, in he has actually signed a contract with uh, a- I X for only one year and uh, as far as i know koman also has a one year or plus optional i may have forgotten this so we can actually cook uh, yeah. eric tanag uh, in the next summer
0: uh, i think uh, this will be common's last season uh, and I think we will have another coach next year. Uh, only way I can see Kuman staying if is if, if if we are going to win the league or Champions League, otherwise I think he's going to leave. So yeah, and about Tuchel, by the way, uh, Chelsea is one club where anything can happen. He can be uh, sacked maybe next week, who knows? So obviously if Tuchel is sacked, we should go for him. But I don't think he's going to get sacked soon because I think Chelsea is going to play really well with Lukaku signing. I think they're going to fight for the league title. But let's see. Uh, So, yeah. uh, By the way, uh, what do you think about uh, our next game? Uh, It's Athletic Club versus Barcelona. And it's going to be difficult because it has been difficult for us at their home for a few years now.
1: Uh, Athletic Bilbao, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Mar- uh, Marcelino actually. Uh, his, I, I'm, I'm big yeah. fan of how he uh, organizes his 4-4-2, four four You know, mid block four.
0: He's so he my uh I would say that his Valencia his Valencia side was. Really good on counter attack. I, I would say it, it was one of the best I have seen in recent years when it comes to counter attack, and it was such a delight to watch his Valencia side. He's yeah, really good. Uh, his yeah.
1: Valencia side, I actually did analysis on his uh, Valencia side back then against uh, against us uh, when they played in the Copa del Rey final. Uh,
0: yeah, they were really, uh, good, that really day. good
1: that day. Sure. So, uh, yeah, um, Athletic Bilbao, major threat for us, but. Uh, Let's see. I mean, uh, Messi-less, uh, it's a bit uh, tricky, you know, on how to beat them. Uh, is it home or away?
0: It's okay, a way. away. It's, then, yeah. it, it is at San Mames.
1: <laughs> okay, then that's another yeah. thing to discuss. That uh, Athletic Bilbao at San Mames are definitely tough. And with uh, Enoki Williams and uh, PK going one-on-one and sometimes PK winning, sometimes Enoki getting the best of uh, his... Yeah, PK. so yeah. Uh, but a bit tricky test, but uh, I think if we uh, think it, uh, if I think Depay or Griezmann steps up and you know we take our chances, which I always say to uh, you know we always create a lot but we score very less. So I think if we take our chances well and uh, deny them on counter attacks, then I think we can win
0: yeah obviously but again uh, they are again a pragmatic side and it is it will be difficult for us to break them down uh and o- although marcelino's 442 uh is a very it's it it can uh, it can uh, turn into a very good attacking counter attacking team but they are also very pragmatic so we will see what will happen on that day but i'm really excited actually I, uh, when messi's announcement Ma- messi was announced as PSG player i was really sad I, I to be honest i even shed tears because it was really difficult for me to see him in a in psg shirt but uh after all those things happened i i have been excited to see Va- barcelona this season and i was excited before that sociedad game and i think uh, uh we will play well against athletic also let's see Uh, by the way uh, when everyone is fit what is your preferred 11 and what will be the formation and what what are the tactics that we are going to employ um,
1: yeah i mean uh, it's a bit tricky considering uh, you know we have a lot of youngsters on our hand uh, who can actually serve us better than a lot of our current players but um, realistically speaking i would say uh, in the uh, long run i would i would definitely go with uh, second um, best uh, PK or Araho whoever Koman wants uh, whoever Koman wants as the first uh, as the uh, first choice Aaron uh, Garcia and Garcia because I think uh, from this game uh, we have seen that you know he has a good chem- he feels comfortable with us and he also gives kind of you know uh, a coolness at the back I mean if that's the word. So I will say instead of Oscar Mingweza, uh, we should uh, go with uh, Garcia as first choice. But again, it should be based on rotations, of course. Um, then on the left side, uh, Alba or uh, my preference is basically this, You know, this is this can actually play as a left back. So long, long term, yeah, you that know, is long true. Long term, I would yeah. say, uh, uh, left back for this. Um, in the middle, again, Busquets because without him in transitions, we are over. Uh, the way Busquets handles the transitions is brilliant. So, Busquets, definitely. Then, uh, FDJ, of course. Uh, but, uh, I think uh, that Gavi guy, uh, again, I'm very bad uh, with the names of the La Masia talents. Yeah, so, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, even Gavi should be given a chance. And then, uh, on the left, it's uh, Pedri or Demir. And Demir has mm. impressed me a lot. I've not seen much of him, but uh, I feel he's a yeah, he... talent. Yeah, uh, then up front, we yeah. can go with uh, I'll say Griezmann. Griezmann and Depay. of course. I think they complement well with each other. And, you know, both of them being in their prime and Griezmann almost on his peak, uh, they both can do well, uh, at least for the short two, three years. So they both. And then uh, I would say give Colado uh, or even Breithwit is also doing well, you know. Uh, how he surprised us. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Breithwit so is that. good. So yeah then mm-hmm. the rotations will occur
0: but where is Ansu party <laughs> uh, uh, let him come from
1: injury first. also uh, uh, like uh, i am uh, reportedly saying this on my twitter as well about Ansu party's contract situation which i
0: yeah, yeah i think yeah. you have said said this that uh, he may leave uh, leave us because of his agent yeah, so, and all um, yeah if, i think uh, viewers may not
1: this. know this uh, there is this video, uh, uh, posted by T4 Football on YouTube about Ansu Fati's contract, and which I think is legitimate, legitimately a bad sign. So basically, if I want to uh, discuss, if I want to sum this up in short, uh, there is this contract uh, problem going on between uh, uh, between Barcelona and George Mendes, who represents Ansu Fati, uh, which is a different thing, which is actually quite big. big it it's on a. It's on about the uh, contract extension after you get 18. Um, I don't really know about this, but if I come in uh, with the if I'm uh, speaking monetarily, uh, as per the uh, rumors, uh, which I think, uh, which I think may be true, that uh, within two three years, George Mendes wants to make Ansu Fati the third highest uh, wage earner at Barcelona. So basically. I would say he will be earning more than P.K. Alba, uh, mostly all of three, mostly all of the players. Uh, So that is very much worrisome to me because I don't think Ansu Fati is kind of the person who, he will uh, stay at, uh, you know, he will uh, show loyalty. And uh, now George Mendes also isn't that kind of agent who will uh, step back and uh, not demand the world. Because that's not gonna happen, he's definitely demanding that money, and he will also try to threaten uh Barcelona that unsu will leave if the, if the contract demands aren't met. So, you know, I'm not really trusting Ansu at this point because uh, I have trusted uh, Moriba, but again, we saw how uh, Moriba made a first office mm-hmm. contract situation. So, let's yeah. See.
0: Yeah, let's see. I hope uh, Ansu stays here. And by the way, this is Ansu Ansu Fati's uh, last season in his contract. And he hasn't okay. renewed yet. Uh, maybe because of the injury or something. But yeah, that is that is the case also. We will yeah. see what will happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, about Emerson. Ha, what are your thoughts on Emerson? Um, do you think he's better than uh, Dest at the moment as a right-back? Or do you see Dest as a potential better uh-huh. right back what are you I, I think you have already said that you see this as a left back in the future but as a right back who do you think um, is better
1: actually uh, my thoughts actually changed a bit uh, the thing is uh, someone from uh, twitter actually for, forgot his name told me that um, single pivot who is, you know very famous on twitter his Barcelona views, uh, have uh, came up with this playing as inverted LB. So basically, inverted LB means yeah. an LB who shifts into the midfield. Uh, if I want to give reference, I would say Cancelo at under pep, or maybe even Zinchenko under pep. So yeah, so yeah. he told that this mm. may be a good fit. And my uh, and my uh, and my view was exactly the same, but it was just that I wanted Emerson. Uh, to stay at the back or maybe shift into the midfield. But uh, then I gave some thought on what Singal Bevo said. And I think it is better that Emerson plays as a right-back. I mean, you know, your traditional right-back going forward or maybe in the defense, whatever works. And Dest shifts into the midfield. Why Dest? Because Dest is good with uh, dribbling. He's also good with one-on-one. And also, uh, he can track trackback, back, which is uh, which is also one of his very good traits. Emerson also does this, but oh. I now that I think about it, Emerson is more of a re- traditional fullback than uh, this. So, in my yeah, so in definitely, future I would yeah, definitely yeah. want this uh, to be in midfield alongside whoever the DM will be. If it's Busquets, you know, if he prolongs his career, which can happen. So, if it's Busquets or even that new guy Nico, which uh, who uh, a lot of people are saying that. He's very, very good. So, (laughs) just maybe in the middle and then Emerson as maybe a traditional fullback or or, uh, maybe if we got a good wide winger which I thought Trinkow, which I thought Trinkov will be getting a chance uh, to be. So, if whoever the uh, right winger will come. So, I think uh, Emerson can shift at 3-back and maybe we can make a 3-2 base uh, with asymmetrical fullbacks.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, this is actually a very good tactical view on uh, MSN and Dest. Uh, by the way, uh, what do you see our, use UC- I mean, how do you see we are going to perform in UCL?
1: Uh, uh, a lot of, <laughs> I, again, I will get slandered for saying this, but I don't think we are winning the UCL as early as 2-3 years. Again, I am very much happy to be proven wrong
0: yeah you shouldn't be shouldn't be stand up for this it, it this is a true fact i think 90% of coolers know this that we are not going to win ucl very soon
1: yeah, yeah we have to become we have to think practically as well that right? how are we winning the ucl when we uh, like our players tend to give up and in the big games we have seen the roma humiliation we have seen the anfield humiliation not that i'm saying that uh,
0: Obviously, and before Roma, it was Atletico. Against so Atletico, yeah, we watered again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm completely excluding the Bayonet too because it's not even slightly in my memory now. <laughs> 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 don't even want to come <laughs> up with that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we have to work a lot on mentality and I don't think it's a thing we can do within a season. At least two, three years max, depending on how, again, we structureized structurized Barca. Bar- 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 again, we make it grow how uh, you know we mentally we uh, kind of uh, you know when we have a setback we kind of bounce so these all things are also should be taken into consideration so yeah that's why i don't really think that barcelona can win the ucl in uh, two three years but i think uh, it won't be uh, i'm expecting that we don't get humiliated again with the score lines like we are used to be
0: Obviously, okay. man. Yeah, that was really hard. Even the hurting, PSG man. Game. That Enfield yeah. night and Roma. Yeah, that PSG game four nil, right?
1: So even I forgot that one as well. You know, the, these humiliations aren't one to uh, remember.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I remember that four nil loss that we uh we got we got from PSG. Unai Emery absolutely tactically uh he exposed enrique I, I shouldn't use the word exposed because i actually think enrique is underrated because of the work he has done for spain but on that night basically unai amri was really really good that 4-0 victory against us uh yeah
1: i was back uh, back at that in those days i was around the age of 16 and i very recently started watching barcelona regularly so as a 16 17 year old boy it was uh, Heartbreak for me. I mean, I'm not I'm uh, like bl- now that I reflect upon it, uh, that season, uh, Enrique may have lost it, like lost the whole plot because we weren't structurized enough. Like I just saw some matches for my uh, tactical uh, you know, to make some tactical videos, and I was shocked to see what Enrique was, actually, what the team was actually doing. Not blaming all on Enrique. Like our midfield was negligible at that point. Again, the MSN trio was yeah. helping us in the league games in the CDR as well. So yeah, definitely. The, those, yeah. That four-one like game was actually kind of deserved because the four-nil four yeah, actually, yeah, 4 Nail game was actually deserved. For yeah. Us, but this, that six-one made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was that was actually one of the best mm. night for me as a coolie maybe, maybe the best night good. because. On that, on that night, I was I, I I went mad after that game. It was it was really amazing. What more can I say about that yeah. game, man? <laughs> so yeah, about and uh, about Enrique uh, in his last season, which was I think sixteen seventeen. uh it, it was horrible. I think it was really horrible. He did well uh, in his first season. Uh, we were going really good in the second season also. Although we didn't win the UCL that. Uh, that year, even though we were the favorites, but in his third season, uh he didn't he, he wasn't that good. Right. He wasn't that good. And that is why he left us after that season. Right. And then Velverde comes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh what do you think about our league chances? Because I actually think that we can win the league if Atletico somehow uh bottle the league because they can do and we know that they are they are very capable of doing that.
1: We could have won the league. We were also the favourites to win the la win it last season as well. I've emphasised this so much. See, for the first, I, I probably remember this because back at the back um back in the starting days of uh, when Koman came in, um I was basically doing a lot of match reports for Barca uh, Times. So I remember those games very vividly. So for the, for the first mm-hmm. four and a half months, Koman was being very rigid. Tactically, we were very uh in in adept. And we lost a lot of points. Now, again, if I'm, you, you know, I'm tra- kind of giving Coman a bit of concession over here, considering that he came to Barcelona, a big club like us, took a mess from the hands of city and all there. So, uh, I would say, I, if I, even if I'm leaving that, Atletico bottled a 14-point lead right from January till, I think, yes. March. And from January to March, we had that, I think, 19-game unbeaten in all... In all competitions, if I'm not wrong, uh, yes, I, yeah. I yeah, yeah, beware. I think because yeah. uh, Araujo was our uh, starter as a center back and he was doing extremely well, yeah, even Mingweza as well. So,
0: th- yeah, 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 I, I think Araho was missed uh against PSG first leg, uh, he wasn't there, and I think that was one of the reason we lost that game. He, he was so good at that time
1: yeah i would say also that pk some pk was injured back th- back in those days and somehow yeah, he rushed yeah. for this game and then it was absolutely horrible defending from him so i would say yeah, that also yes. uh, that also proved to be fatal for us
0: yeah yeah obviously and about atletico also even in uh, even in on the last day of that uh, of last season Uh, They almost bottled that game also because if uh, uh, Real Madrid had scored one more goal, they would have been the champion, not Atletico. It was so close, actually. So, yeah. We
1: still
0: have
1: the chance. I also, yeah. No, we can continue.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, this season, obviously, Atletico uh, are doing good stuff in the market i guess they have just signed rodrigo de paul and uh they are linked with this italian uh italian league guy i hmm. actually don't know uh, don't know Which how to pronounce Vlahovi- his name Vahalovich.
1: yeah
0: vlahovic whatever his name is yeah. so i don't know how good he oh, how good is he but if they manage to sign him i think uh, they should be the favorites even though They have that bottle tendency. And about uh, Sevilla also, man, uh, I I absolutely love Lopetegui. I absolutely loved his uh, time at Spain. Uh, In fact, if if you don't know about the stat, uh, Spain under Lopetegui lost exactly zero game. Not even a friendly. And I... I definitely think that uh, Spain would have done better at the World Cup if he wasn't sacked before the World Cup. And I think he's making a very good team now. Uh, they are linked with Jesus Corona. I don't know how good is he. I think you might be knowing him. And they have uh, signed another guy from Bundesliga. I don't know his full name. I think it's something Lustigson or something. I don't remember his name. So they're making few good signings. Uh, they just signed uh, Montiel for uh, yeah. the Copa America yes. champion. Yes. Uh, so they, I think they can do well, but again they don't have that uh, world class striker that they need to win the league.
1: Yeah, yeah correct Sevilla so every year I think that you know they may challenge, they may challenge, but it's always the three of Barcelona, uh, Real Madrid, and Atletico. Uh, maybe in the I think in the yeah, second yeah. half itself, we, basically what happens is uh, Sevilla. Uh, like they start well, which I think, then they somehow drop points and then they, they are not really even in the scene for the top three race, you know. So, I, basically, what I think is they focus, may or may not focus more on the Europa League because they win those, win that competition like how Real Madrid mm-hmm. won that 3 bit, you know. So, that may be yeah, the reason. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't really follow a lot of uh, um, so we are much so I don't really know the reason why they never challenge uh, Atletico Barcelona and Real Madrid for the top three.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, if uh, Real Madrid managed to sign Kylian Mbappe uh, this season, I think the whole uh, the whole prediction for the league will change because is that one guy who can actually single handedly do stuff that uh, it will be very difficult for us. Or Atletico, then to win the league, maybe, think, isn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, kilian Mbappe has the talent. Like, um, he's, uh, like from the age of eighteen, we have seen how he runs like crazy, and you know, uh, scores yeah. a lot of goals. I mean, even his league one stats are insane. <laughs> uh, even in UCL also, he kind of uh, goes well. So, yeah, the prediction changes. Uh, the prediction completely changes if he joins Real Madrid. But what? His uh, main problem is his his dealings in the low blocks. Like against the low blocks, he's not really that mm-hmm. effective. Uh, like he's uh, against teams who gives him space, or you know, uh, he runs in, uh, he runs in a free space during counter attack. And you know, uh, with the league uh, with uh, La Liga getting so defensive in the past uh, two three years, uh, at first I think he may. Uh, get a bit uh, problematic to adjust to the league. But I think then he will pick up the pace to score goals.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that is why I am hoping that Real Madrid don't sign him. But let's see what will happen. (laughs) We will see. Uh, Again, this is a very important question now. Who should get the number 10 jersey? (laughs) There have been reports that Coutinho may get that. And I am really not happy with that.
1: Basically, no queue will be happy seeing Kuldenia in in the number one, number ten jersey. Sorry, <laughs> I think I don't honestly. I don't know who should be getting. I, uh, in my opinion, it should be uh, the number ten should be retired for, for what Messi did for us and how great of a player he is. But uh, I heard that the La Liga yeah. won't allow yeah. us to do La Liga rules. So, if I'm mm-hmm. being honest, then. Number ten jersey should be maybe
0: given to Pedri. I think he can be the one. Yeah, yeah, he can get that jersey. Previously, there were reports that Giro may get it, but now today it was announced that he is yeah, getting that nineteen jersey. For the number
1: yeah. 10 jersey correct. yeah,
0: so yeah, obviously there are people who will say Ansu should get it, but I think uh, it will give him a lot of pressure. And I don't think it would be good for him. So, yeah, I don't know who will who should get the jersey at the moment. But Pedri is a very good choice. Uh, I agree with you.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so uh, that is all for today's podcast, man. Thanks a lot uh, for... For joining in my first episode. Actually, I am this. honored to join you on
1: your first episode. You know, the as a, if I'm being very honest for you, uh I think the way yeah. you pro- propagate La Liga on your uh, Twitter account, it's it's very <laughs> inspiring to be honest because there are very less accounts like you you on or uh captain coke uh Lavo Geis, like, from the studio you yeah, guys yeah, yeah. do absolutely yeah. brilliant job in promoting the league i'm myself a la liga fanatic i watch some some of the if i get some time i got some Segunda games and also i watch some la liga games or uh, you know of the lesser known clubs like uh levante which is actually my favorite after barcelona yeah
0: so, uh, Obviously, they want to play a very yeah. good brand of football under Paco Lopez. Correct. So, yeah.
1: I think you do a very fantastic job uh, in promoting our league, you know, and also uh, your infamous fighting with the typical P, uh, PL fans, which I, which I enjoy a lot. So, I think kudos, so, I think kudos, kudos yeah, to yeah. you for doing that and also inviting on your very first podcast.
0: Yeah, man, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. By the way, those uh, anti PL tweets, uh, they are just for fun. And that is, that, that is basically for fun. Uh, I don't mean it most of the time, but I think it is, it is necessary for me to do, do so because otherwise our league will get slander. slander. Yeah, I
1: agree (laughs) on
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Ail, a lot for joining in. Bye. Okay, bye.